Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This man was imprisoned for nine years and as a result lost all contact with his then girlfriend Now a decade later He is free and is wondering whether or not to try and get back in contact with her This is r slash best of redditor updates I a 35 year old man was incarcerated and lost touch with my girlfriend a 33 year old female It's been over 10 years Would it be wrong to contact her? When I was a university student, I fell in love with Daria. Not her real name, obviously. She was the little sister of my best friend, so I considered her off limits, but my crush on her persisted and grew. She's one of those beautiful, brilliant people who is alive and breathing to make the world a better place. How could I not be drawn to that? One day, she told me she had feelings for me, and to my relief, my best friend didn't have a problem with me dating his sister either. So, for two wonderful years, Daria was my girlfriend. I should have asked her to marry me. I don't know why I didn't. I suppose I thought I had all the time in the world. We were young and there was no need to rush things. We lived in a country that isn't exactly democratic and we were political activists. I ended up getting arrested and going to prison for nine years. Please don't think I'm some kind of monster for this. I don't want to go into detail in case it makes me identifiable somehow, but we didn't hurt anyone or do anything immoral. What we did isn't even illegal in the country where I currently live and our beliefs were far from extremist. I haven't seen or spoken to Daria since the day I got arrested. My best friend died shortly after and Daria left the country partly due to the possibility that she'd be arrested too. There wasn't any way for her to contact me while I was in prison, though apparently she contacted my dad a few times in the beginning. Things got even worse in our country while I was incarcerated. So my dad and I emigrated when I was released. We've been living in Western Europe ever since and life is pretty okay. I live with my dad and I have a steady, if trashy job. Months ago, I found Daria online. She lives in a neighboring country, seven hours away by rail. She doesn't use social media too much, but from what I've seen, there's no evidence of a partner or kids. And even if she's married, I'd be content just to be her friend, as I was for the first years we knew each other. Part of me desperately wants to reach out to her, and my dad has been encouraging me to do so. But I feel like it would be too selfish. The circumstances of her brother's death were very traumatic for her and i'm afraid that i'm just a living reminder of all the bad things that happened to us and if she does have a partner would my contacting her offend him and trouble their relationship i don't want to cause her any more sadness time stood still for me while i was in prison but i know it didn't for her or anyone else she's done so well for herself she's built a whole life and i don't want to derail that life just because i feel entitled to a place in it She might not even remember me at all and even if she did invite me back into her life I'd be nothing but a burden now owing to my wrecked mental health 
We've been apart twice as long as I knew her. Have I even the right to miss her as much as I do? For now, I've contented myself with googling her name every so often and seeing that she's okay. It just hurts a lot and I don't know how to make it not hurt. I still love her with everything I have. I probably always will. So should I reach out to her or leave her alone? If I do contact her, what should I even say? Now, good news, guys. Update is incoming. But before we get into that, first of all, what do you think? Comment down below. Do you think OP should get in contact? It has been such a long time. But from my perspective, if you still care about this woman so much, nine years after seeing her last... You've been in prison for that long and you still are thinking about her like this. I think you kind of just have to do it for your own sake, if anything else. Ultimately, what's the worst that could happen is what I asked myself. To be honest, the only thing that I could think of is, okay, maybe she's forgotten about you and you happen to then cause an awkward conversation between her and her now partner who you didn't know about. That's it. Then they move on with their lives and you at least know where you stand. But if you don't do this... You're going to regret it for the rest of your life. It's something that you simply have to do, in my opinion. Now, those are my thoughts, but this is best of Redditor updates, and therefore, we are going to get an update to this story. Here we go. Okay, so that initial post was put online on the 26th of January, 2023, and just a day later, we got this update. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who offered advice or kind words. I spent so long feeling ashamed about my situation and expecting most people to react very negatively if they knew. I'd barely discussed it with anyone before, except my dad and people whose job it is to help me, lawyers, therapists, etc. And I was very surprised to be met with so much compassion from a bunch of complete strangers. Thank you, truly. Several people asked for an update and that is the least I can do in return. I sent Daria a message the evening after I made my post. It was something like, I don't mean to intrude, but I wanted to say hello and I thought I'd give you my new contact information in case you ever felt like getting in touch. If not, that's completely fine too. I left her my mobile number and email address, wished her well, and that was that. I knew it might be a while before she responded, if she responded at all, so I tried to put it out of my mind. Early Monday morning, my phone rang. It was an unfamiliar number from the country where Daria lives. Who else would ever be calling me from there? I panicked a little bit, but I managed to answer in time. She asked a few times if it was really me, and I couldn't tell if she was laughing or crying. At first, she called me by the very affectionate version of my name that she used to, but then she quickly apologized and corrected herself which broke my heart a little bit. It was an awkward phone call, but not in a bad way. I was extremely nervous and it seemed like she was too, but happy also. Some of you mentioned that Daria would want to know that I was safe, and this was more true than I could have guessed. Because unrest in my country increased a lot during the last year I was in prison, she was afraid that they would decide to quietly kill me rather than let me go. Actually, sorry, that's a very good point I hadn't even thought about. It's quite challenging given that we don't know exactly what country this is taking place in, But yeah, as OP has already mentioned, clearly a lot of political unrest going on. You can probably assume from that whereabouts this country could be or what it may be. And therefore, yeah, no idea if someone going to prison would be let out, especially if they were doing something that was against the regime. OP continues, there are documented cases of other prisoners like me having met very suspicious ends in the months before my release. So it wasn't a totally unreasonable worry. Wow, there you go. She also said that she repeatedly tried to send me parcels of supplies and put money on my commissary account, but her attempts were rejected without explanation. After my sentencing, I was not allowed to receive correspondence or to have a commissary account at all because of the classification of my crimes, 
so she was forced to give up she told me this as an apology as if i would have been disappointed with her for not helping me more i had no idea she'd done any of that i do know that it was not a safe thing for her to do and i feel terrible that she put herself at risk trying to make me a little more comfortable she didn't seem to want to talk about what happened any more than that and so we didn't We changed the subject to more lighthearted things. Our jobs, the cities where we live, how my dad is adapting to a new country, etc. When she arrived at work and had to end the phone call, she asked if I wanted to continue talking through a messaging app. Obviously, I said yes, and I downloaded it immediately. We sent messages throughout the day, and she even interrupted her commute home to send me a picture of a restaurant modeled after one of my favorite books just because she thought I would like it. She told me that she thought of me every time she saw it, but unfortunately the restaurant itself was not so good. I was afraid that she wouldn't remember me, but she even remembers the things I like to read. She remembers a lot of little things, even stuff I forgot. We've been sending messages back and forth ever since and talking on the phone after I finish work at night until she gets too sleepy. Sometimes it feels like I'm 24 and she's texting me from a few blocks away as if the next thing she might ask is what's for dinner other times it seems like we're trying to will dead versions of ourselves back to life in order to avoid acknowledging what we've lost she seems a lot more timid than she used to more passive which i suppose makes sense sometimes i worry about how much i've changed and that maybe she won't find anything left in me that's worthy of her but if i could express in words what it feels like to hear her laugh I could explain that there's also a lot that we know very well. She hasn't lost her kindness or her warmth or her empathy. She still cares about me and I still care about her. I know that rebuilding a friendship after all that's happened will take lots of patience and I have plenty to spare. I'm just happy to have the chance to get to know her again. This morning, Daria asked if I want to have a video call sometime this weekend. I agreed, but I'm ashamed to admit that as much as I want to see her, I'm very nervous. I look so different than she'd remember. My jaw's messed up and I have the teeth of a hockey player. Fortunately, I will qualify for healthcare insurance soon and be able to have them fixed. I lost weight that I haven't put back on and I see an old man in the mirror. I'm also worried that I'll get very emotional when I see her and embarrass myself that way. I don't really cry in front of people. I'm not used to it and this doesn't seem like a good occasion to start. Aside from not wanting to appear pitiful, I don't want her to feel forced to comfort me. If anyone has some advice on how to handle this, it would be much appreciated. Overall, this week could not have gone better, and I'm extremely grateful to everyone who gave me the little push of courage I needed to send her that message. A thousand times, thank you. Oh, and just to clarify, she doesn't have a husband or kids. As I said in my first post, I only considered contacting her as there was no evidence of a partner on her social media. And there we go. Off the rip, it just sounded as if she was so into you and couldn't quite believe that you'd got back in contact with her. Amazing to have a girl text you throughout the day and really want to be in your life, right? Makes a change from being ghosted all the time. Am I right? Oh, just me? Tough. But what I will say before we get into the final update of this story, which was posted just a couple of weeks ago on the 23rd of March at the time of recording, is that things are looking very good. And I don't really see how they could go downhill from here. I say that with cross fingers. I hope for your sake, OP and Daria's, that this turns out well. Let's see if it does. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, then here we go. Here is the final update. I've had a lot of people ask for an update. So here it is. The last two months have gone by very fast. I told Daria that I was nervous about the video call and she insisted on having it right away so that I could get it over with and stop worrying. Seeing her made everything feel real in a way it hadn't before. She still looks like herself or even more beautiful. Different only in the sense that she is fully an adult now. The place she lives is very different from our home country with the distinct culture to which she has assimilated. That she had time to adapt and feel completely at home in this place broke the illusion that no time had passed. In hindsight, that was probably the real reason I'd been so nervous because I could no longer occasionally forget myself and pretend that nothing had changed. The hardest part was not being able to reach through the screen and put my arms around her. Sitting there and watching someone you love cry from a distance is not easy. I barely noticed that I was crying too. She didn't seem surprised at my appearance, but she did eventually look me over and ask if the food was rubbish where I lived. I explained about my jaw and that I'm getting it fixed. Less dental work is required than I thought, but I do need surgery. Her response was to ask for my address and order groceries to be delivered, including a lot of soft snacks that are easy to eat and these meal substitution drinks that are actually tasty. She's sent them every week since, even though I tell her it's not necessary. When I wanted to pay her back, she laughed at me and said she owed me a lot of food because I'd kept her from starving to death in university. I loved being able to cook for her and I suppose it makes her just as happy to feed me now. We talk every day and have made video calls a regular habit. It does me so much good just to see her face and the awkwardness is mostly gone now. It's easy to talk to her. Last night, she brought her computer into the kitchen and talked to me while doing the washing up. It's amazing how mundane things like that can make me feel normal and at home in ways I forgot I could. I never thought I'd be that stupidly happy to see someone washing coffee cups. I'm beginning to think that the idea of home as a physical place is a misconception. She likes to send photos to show me where she lives, what her life is like now. She was curious about how things are the same or different here. I didn't want to admit that I don't have much of a life to share back. Going places just doesn't seem worth the effort. She is, though. At first, it was very small things. She'd send a picture of a pastry she bought at a cafe, saying that she thinks her city has better pastries than mine. I'd go out and get one so I could send her a photo, too. Then it was beer. Which city has better parks, interesting architecture, a department store, and so on. I figured out quickly that she was trying to coax me into going out more, but I played along to make her happy. I've seen more of my city in the past month than the entire time I've lived here before. I've been to the art museum and finally joined my colleagues for a beer. Usually, I go places for short durations at the less crowded times, but I'm still going, which is something. Daria used to be very sociable, so I thought that whatever happened, at least she wouldn't be lonely. I was wrong. There is a lot she could never tell her friends because they can't relate. They would feel sorry for her and cease to be equals, she says. Our experiences are different, but we're more able to understand each other than other people could. And despite her own burden, she's quietly picked up half the weight from my shoulders without ever being asked to. I am in awe of her, simply for being the kind of person who would. For Women's Day, I sent her some orchids, and she was very happy that I remembered her favorite flower. The things I can do to make her smile are so small, and she deserves so much more than I know how to give her, but I would do anything for this woman, and I am learning. There are protests happening where she is, with riot police and tear gas. Whenever this happens, she feels nervous and has difficulty sleeping. Now, at least, I can stay on the phone with her at night so she's not alone. 
Aside from the anxiety, there's also a sense of nostalgia. She talks about when that was us making noise in the street. I'm glad she has good memories too and doesn't have to be alone with them anymore. Finally, the reason I am updating now, two months after the previous one. She is coming to visit. We were talking last night and I mentioned that a church near me has special windows designed by an artist she loves and I was thinking about going to see them eventually. She said it would be unfair of me to go without her, so I invited her to come with me. And then somehow it turned from vague future plans to being scheduled for next Saturday. She was going to come for the day, but I told her it was silly to travel so far to stay for such a short time and suggested she stay the entire weekend. So she'll be here from Friday until Sunday. I haven't really had time to be nervous yet, but I'm sure I will. Thank you again to everyone who has given advice or encouragement. It is very much appreciated. And there we go, guys. That is the end of that one. Once in a blue moon, you come across a story on Reddit, which is truly wholesome. And you think to yourself, should that be a movie? Would I pay to go and watch it? Absolutely. I will say I would love to know more about what happened in the first place and why OP went to prison, what this political unrest was, what country this took place in, what era. I mean, to be fair, we know what era. It was 10 years ago. Forget that last bit. Everything else, though, I'd like to see that in the film with a little bit more context. But wow, what a story. It's pretty amazing. It's like a fairy tale, really, but you're living it, OP. Fair play. Jealous of your position? I was going to say that, but then again, you were in prison for a decade, so I'm not sure about that. To be honest with you guys, I feel like we're owed one more update, right? Because again, as I said, that last one happened just a couple of weeks ago, actually less than two weeks ago. So I presume that you have now met up with Daria. She stayed the weekend. My friend, how did it go? I'm on the edge of my seat here, quite literally. I want to know. So if we do get another update from OP, guys, comment down below. Drop a like on this if you want to see it because I know I certainly do. But there we go. That is going to do it for this one. A truly wonderful story through hardship and, and a period of unrest and ultimately misery, right? Being in prison. But fortunately enough, Dari didn't find anyone whilst you were inside. You didn't move on with your life too much, I guess, if that's fortunate. I don't know if that's really that fortunate, given that you were locked inside a prison. But hey, all bad things often have good endings. That is the moral of this story. It isn't. The moral of the story really is send that message because... Imagine if OP didn't send that one message. If they'd never posted it on Reddit and Redditors had not commented down below saying, mate, you've got to do it. Why not? Like I said, after the first after the first post, that's what my recommendation was. Who knows what would have happened? I mean, in reality, nothing. It's crazy how one message can change your life, right? There we go. OP, Daria, I wish you all the best. I want to know what happens. And guys, that is going to do it for this one. See you on the next. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.